0: Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you're here today. Today is an advice from a CEO episode, and we are going to talk about what you do when you make a mistake at work and embarrass yourself. What do you do when you embarrass yourself? If you're like me, you have definitely done this before. I have many, 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 many times that I have embarrassed myself, uh, and they always leave a lasting impression. But I've also learned a lot from them. But I know that it's hard to get over feeling embarrassed at work, especially when you screw up. Two very visceral experiences that I would like to share that I will never forget, um, just to, you know, be a little bit vulnerable here. Um, So the first one is when... We had an off-site executive management team building and strategic planning session. This was several years ago. Um, we went to Telluride, Colorado, and we went out to dinner and then to the bar afterwards, and everyone got a little drunk. We had too much to drink. And our co-founders were there participating in the strategic planning session. And the next day we got up, we had a great planning session, but one person was so hungover that he could not even attend the uh, meeting or had to leave the meeting early. So it was just not good. But we got through the planning session and I think came up with a really good plan. But the next day when we were back in the office in Durango, one of my co-founders, John, called me in. And he said, KP, I want to talk about what happened at the offsite uh, strategic planning session this week. And I said, yeah, and I knew it was coming. And he said, I was just really upset by the behaviors of the team and the fact that everyone drank too much. There were inappropriate jokes being made and people were hungover the next day and not really able to show up as their best selves for this expensive offsite that we just did. And I'm holding you accountable. You are a leader of this team and it was not good. And I don't approve of the way that this happened. And um, I expect more from you. Oh, my gosh. I was so humiliated. He was totally right. Um, and I owned it. I said, you were right, John. That was completely inappropriate and out of hand. And I wanted to say, "Ah, but it was the first time that we've done something like this, but I knew that making an excuse for it was going to be bad. So I just said, you're right. I'm so sorry. It will not happen again. I own it. I will talk to my team and, uh, and we will move forward from this. And I walked out of his office feeling, you know, really quite, guilty and ashamed of myself. You know, guilt is when you're like, oh, wow, I really screwed up. And then shame is like, oh, I'm a very bad person because I screwed up. And I was feeling both of those things. I was feeling guilt and shame about this whole situation. And it took a couple days to get over it, but I moved on and the team moved on and we had a great talk about how this isn't how we wanted to show up as a team and that we all vowed that we were not going to let something like that happen again. And uh, and this has stuck with me because it's really important to make sure that you are role modeling for your team as a leader. Um, it's really important to make sure that you are doing the right things by your team as a leader and that you are showing up as a professional. And I want to hold myself accountable to all of those things. So it was really... Uh, a good experience in the long run, because I learned so much from it. I learned how I didn't want to behave, how I didn't want to lead. And I also learned how to just say, I'm really sorry, you are totally right. And I will fix this without making excuses, uh, without trying to deflect or any of those things, those natural human responses that we want to have when we get really tough feedback when we are embarrassed. Because I was, right? I could feel my face burning and I wanted to cry and I wanted to make excuses and I wanted to deflect the situation, but I didn't. And, And that's how you own it. And that's how I learned from it. So That was one of my most visceral experiences, getting that kind of feedback. Another one, and I think maybe I've shared this story before, but I'll I'll share it once again just in case, was when we got a call. This was, again, many years ago. We got a call from a dealer who said that we sent them used product and charged them for new product, and he sent me pictures, and the, the product was rusted. It definitely looked used, and I went down to my machine shop and where assembly was when they had packed it. And I said, what, how could you guys have sent this? I totally overreacted. I blamed them. They looked at me and said, you know, there's no way that we sent this to them like, like, like that, but like rusted and used. It was new when it left here. You know, are you sure they didn't do something to it? And I got even more angry. Like, why are you blaming the customer? And I, told them that I didn't care how they fixed it. They just needed to fix it and stormed off. And, um, and my sales manager at the time, who has been with the company for a long time, bless his heart. I love him so much. He came and told me, wow, that was really rough. Like those guys care about the customer just as much as you do. In fact, some of them more because they've been here longer than you They've been doing this for a really long time. And I know that you want to create an atmosphere where it's open and people can talk to you about things. And I will tell you like you did some damage down there and he was right. And I was so embarrassed of my overreaction of my emotional response rather than pausing for a moment and being more reflective and more curious and giving them the benefit of the doubt Instead, I just went with my initial reaction, which was getting mad and I need to go hold somebody accountable for this. And I will never forget that because it took me a couple of years to to recover from that with a couple of the teammates who I got upset with because they didn't trust my reactions anymore. And I was so embarrassed and I did cry on that one. And I went and had to walk around to the, everybody in the shop and I apologized to them and told them that I overreacted and that we would fix this together. Um, but it was humiliating and that's when I let my emotions get the best of me. So those are two like really visceral ones. I did have one like a couple of weeks ago the other day when I was walking in with one of my coworkers, actually one of the, the coworkers, he was involved with that customer experience years and years and years ago. And I had my hands full and he asked, can I help you with something? I was like, "Oh no, no, I've got it and I tripped going up the stairs, and I spilled my coffee everywhere, and I hit my arm on the stair. Luckily, I did not hurt myself, and he was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And it was one of those moments where it was like, you know what? If I just would have let him help me just carry a couple things rather than thinking that I could do it all myself, I probably wouldn't have tripped going up the stairs as I was chit-chatting with him and um, embarrassed myself. So now, those other two are like, you know, real like big mistakes, really embarrassing. But man, tripping and falling up the stairs while you're carrying a bunch of stuff, including coffee, can be really embarrassing too. So in that moment, I just laughed it off. I was like, well, you know, at least I didn't hit my face on the stairs. And uh, and you're welcome. Like, you know, hey, I could make you laugh this Monday morning um, walking into the office. So Anyway, it happens to every one of us. Um, We all are feeling embarrassment at some point in our career, sometimes like on a daily basis. And it's okay, right? It means that we're trying. It means that, um, that we are learning and growing. And sometimes we get embarrassed because we're not paying attention. And that is life's way of telling us, hey, you need to be paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth, your reactions, you walking up the stairs. So... Anyway, I want to share those because I definitely have felt mortified at work before um, it happens to every single one of us. So what are some other things that people get embarrassed about at work? Well, there is a plethora, but here are some of the ones that I have also done, and you may relate to these as well. Forgetting or mispronouncing someone's name. I hate it when I do that, and it's so embarrassing, and I'm terrible with names until I've met you a few times. And so I do this often and every single time I feel bad because I want to make people feel special and like, I know who they are and I know their names and I know how to pronounce their names. And when I screw it up, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Sending an email to the wrong person. Um, I have definitely done this before or like reply all, (laughs) uh, that can be really embarrassing. I'm spilling food or drink on yourself or someone else. I've definitely done that before. Uh, God, I remember when I was waitressing and I spilled an entire tray of margaritas on my customers. Oh my gosh. It was so humiliating. I gave them the whole meal for free and we wound up laughing about it, but oh my gosh, it was so horrible showing up for a meeting or presentation unprepared. I've definitely been this when someone has asked me a question and it's pretty clear that I didn't read the material ahead of time. That can be really embarrassing Being caught sleeping or not paying attention during a meeting, that can be really embarrassing. Forgetting an important task or a deadline, especially when you let people down, um, that can be embarrassing when your boss has to say, hey, why didn't this happen? Um, Making a mistake that causes a project to fail or to fall behind, right? It feels like all the pressure is on you, all eyes are on you, and you didn't hold up your end of the bargain, Um, Making a public mistake in front of colleagues, like the one I just shared about overreacting about a customer issue, right? That was in front of dozens of people and it was very humiliating, even worse doing that in front of a customer. Um, And then, you know, like I talked about with the the drinking too much at the offsite strategic planning session, being caught in the act of doing something unprofessional or inappropriate, that's pretty humiliating. So those are some of the things that I have done in my career. Um, I think you can probably relate to one or two, if not all of those, but it just goes to show you that there's a lot of things that we can get, be embarrassed about. And almost everybody has experienced at least one of those things on that list or a million more, right? So it's really important that even if you make some of these mistakes or something like this, where you get really embarrassed. It does not define who you are, but it can shape who you are if you decide to embrace the lessons that you can learn from that feeling of embarrassment when you really screw up. My biggest mistakes, my most embarrassing times have definitely made me a stronger person and a better leader because I chose to learn from them. And you can do that too. It's not easy. You have to look into the mirror and own it and say, yes, I screwed up. No excuses, no deflection, no blame. I screwed up and here's how I can get better. And that takes being very strong and a lot of accountability and ownership. But I promise if you do that, uh, the things that you can learn and you will be more respected and you'll be a better person and leader when you can just own it. So my advice to you is address the situation calmly, Right? figure out what you need to do. Do you need to apologize? You need to own it. What does it look like? Do it and then move on. And when you trip and fall like I did or do something silly, remind yourself that those lip ups are what make you human and just be willing to laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. It's okay if you make mistakes. Okay, so if you do find yourself in a place where you are really embarrassed and you need to figure out what to do, Here are my tips on addressing a major screw up in the workplace. So the first thing is breathe. (sighs) right? Okay, how do I wanna handle this? And then practice self-compassion. Even though you might feel humiliated in this moment, it will pass. Everyone screws up, everyone makes mistakes, everyone falls going up the stairs from time to time. And I promise that it's a bigger deal to you than it is to anyone else, right? We turn these things into big stories in our heads and think that everybody cares deeply about our embarrassment, when the fact is 99% of people will not even remember what you did a few days later, if not just a few hours later, right? Most people are so absorbed in their own world and their own mistakes and their own scroops and their own self-doubt and their own issues and their own you know, needs and desires that, they are not really paying attention to what you're doing. And so it feels really big in your mind, but I promise you that if you do it correctly, if you own it correctly and you let it go, everyone else will too. So breathe and practice self-compassion. Then take responsibility and apologize, right? Own it. I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. I did this something that was inappropriate and I'm not gonna make excuses. I'm just going to say, hey, I screwed up. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And here's what's going to be different about next time. That's what people want to hear. If you approach it that way, nine times out of 10, people are going to forgive you immediately. You know, sometimes people have to hang on to it or process it and work through it a little bit more, but most of the time people are just going to go, Hey, thanks for the apology. I appreciate it. Let's move on. The next thing, like I talked about earlier is learn from the experience, right? These mistakes, these embarrassing moments can be the very best lessons if you choose to learn and grow from them. So reflect on what happened. Why did I make this mistake? Why did I screw up? Why did I feel embarrassed? What can I do differently in the future to prevent this situation from occurring again? How can I learn from this and and be a better person, a better leader, or maybe just not be so clumsy? (laughs) And then finally, let go and move on, right? I know I have sat there and spun on my mistakes and on my embarrassing moments. And that never is good, right? It's not good for your psyche and it's not easy. So once you've apologized and then taken the steps to learn from the mistake, then let it go, move on from the situation, holding on to embarrassment and shame. is only going to make things worse for you in the long run. Everyone else is going to have forgotten about it, but you're going to sit there and be spinning on it, which diminishes the quality of your life. So You have to do what you need to do to move on, right? For me, it is, I process by writing, I get some exercise, I tell myself, once I sleep on this, it's going to feel better because it usually does. Um, I talk it out with a trusted uh, person, a trusted advisor, a friend who can listen, who can help me process it, right? Those are the different things that you need to do to be able to let it go. Practice those um, and and then move on. It's There's no point in holding on to the embarrassment once you've learned that lesson. One more pro tip before I go into what you do as a leader if someone is embarrassed at work and is really upset is if you really screw up and it's severe, tell your boss. Do not allow them to be blindsided by learning it from somebody else, right? Tell your boss what happened. Tell HR what happened. If the situation requires that, um, always own it. Always be the person who says, hey, I need to tell you something. I want you to hear it from me before you hear it from somebody else. This is what happened. Here's how I'm going to fix it. And I apologize. Is there anything else that you need me to do in this situation? Always, always, always make sure that you you let your boss know so that he or she is not blindsided by it. Okay, so you're a leader in the workplace and an employee just did something to embarrass themselves and they're very upset about it and they are struggling to let it go. This is really important that you create a safe place that employees feel safe talking to you about what just happened and where they don't feel like the blame and shame game about this. Um, And this is something that we can remember as parents too, right? My son just recently experienced something that he was really embarrassed about. And I was pretty upset with him. And I thought about how do I make sure that I create this space for him, that he does not feel shame um, or that he does not feel like I'm blaming him because part of life is making mistakes, right? Nobody ever Says, oh, that was easy. Like, I made no mistakes. I learned so much from that, right? We learn from our mistakes. We are supposed to make mistakes as humans. We are not meant to be perfect. And if we are chasing perfectionism, then we are literally just going to make ourselves miserable. So that's a whole other podcast topic. But as a leader, you need to create that space so employees don't feel like you're going to blame or shame them so they can talk about what happened and figure out how to address the situation so they can be responsible and accountable, and then let it go and move on. So I always start by acknowledging, yeah, I get it. I totally understand why you're feeling this way, right? That's what people want is to know is to feel acknowledged. Even if they feel like crap and they're really embarrassed, like it's okay. I understand why you feel embarrassed. It's natural to feel embarrassed. We all make mistakes, right? That is showing empathy and compassion. Like, Hey, I can walk beside you while you do this. And part of being empathetic is all is, being able to say, I'm walking beside you. I understand how you're feeling this way. Now, how can we fix it? How can I help you fix this? Right. That is not just being sympathetic. Like, Oh yeah, that really sucks. No. Yeah. That really sucks. And here's how we can work together to fix it. Here's how I can support you. And that makes a person feel like, okay, my boss believes in me and supports me and is going to help me. Um, let go of this embarrassment that I'm feeling so that I can fix it and move on. That is what empathetic leadership is. So how can we fix this? How can I support you? What do you need to do next? Help them talk through the steps that they're going to take to address the issue. If appropriate, share a time when you did something really stupid. And embarrass yourself and how you moved through it and came out the other side stronger. Now, this isn't something that any that is always appropriate, right? Sometimes it is appropriate to experience share and it will make a person feel better. And sometimes a person doesn't want to hear that, right? They're gonna go like, oh, your situation is different. So just make sure that you are that you use experience sharing appropriately so that it is motivating and helpful and not making somebody feel like you're trying to make the situation about them. If the employee's embarrassment is around a performance issue or a big mistake at work, provide constructive feedback and coaching on how to be able to do this. This is part of the empathetic leadership. I'm going to help you fix this. You know, here's some coaching that I can give you with it. Um, You know, sometimes a person needs that extra support in figuring out what to do. And then finally, show appreciation for the hard work and the effort that they put into their jobs that's not associated with that. Like, Hey, I understand that you made this mistake and you're feeling really poorly about yourself, but look at these 18 things that you have done and you have excelled at. This one mistake, albeit embarrassing, does not have to define who you are. It does not mean that you are a poor employee or a poor teammate. It's quite simply just a mistake and it's fixable. So that's my tips on what to do when you are embarrassed at work and what to do when you have an employee who's embarrassed at work and you need to support them. Everyone makes mistakes and it's really important to create a culture of learning and growth rather than blame and shame so that people do feel like it's safe to take some risks. It's safe to screw up. It's safe to admit when I make a mistake and I can get over feeling embarrassed at work. Okay. So now on to my question of the week. So, my question of the week came from one of my employees who asked me, What do you do when one of your colleagues isn't doing their jobs? Everybody has experienced this, me included. It is so frustrating when you are working with coworkers who are not pulling their weight, who are being lazy, as you might call them, who aren't being great teammates. And it can be really demoralizing uh, for you. So here are my tips. This is what I did uh, when I worked with somebody who was not pulling their weight. It did not end well, I will be honest. I decided to step out of the organization because I was so frustrated. And I said, hey, this, this is just not for me. Um, but these are the steps that I took and, uh, and hopefully they're helpful for you too. So step one, talk to them. Right. You might think, oh, I need to go complain to my manager, but I, it's always best to go address it with the person first. Say, Hey, um, I really would like to talk to you about how I'm feeling about the, what's going on here in the workplace. Do not do this when you're angry, be straightforward, be matter of, matter of fact, Be honest, but do not come into it with emotion because that can make the situation work, make it feel very accusatory, which usually isn't going to get you what you want. So you don't want to lose your temper, right? So talk about the things that you're seeing and the way that it is impacting you and the team and then be curious, right? So tell me, you know, how are you seeing it? You know, do you see it the same way or is there something that's going on that is making You not be able to show up fully for your teammates and talk to that person first. It's always going to to do you better if you address it with the person immediately, even if it doesn't go well. At least you tried. So the second thing is, is practice empathy. Put yourselves in their shoes before you just make assumptions. Seek to understand. Maybe there is something that is going on. Like they don't understand what's expected of them or they're having issues at home or you know, XYZ. And if you understand those things, it might make it easier for you to understand what to do next. So before you just jump to a conclusion that they're lazy, that they're not pulling their weight, that they're this and that, put yourselves in their shoes and assume good intentions and assume that there might be something that's going on. If you do that, it will help you approach that conversation um, a little bit easier. And if they do have an issue that's going on, be compassionate with that, right? We all need help from time to time. Like I had talked about in an earlier podcast, you can provide that kind of help. If you understand what is going on in their lives and why they might not be able to fully show up there, you can still hold them accountable, but be empathetic. Okay. So step threes, you, you're empathetic. You put yourself in their shoes. You've tried to talk to the person. You're not seeing changes, This is the time when you should go make sure before you go talk to your boss, make sure that others are experiencing the same thing you are. This is not meaning to gossip about the person. It's not to say, oh God, so-and-so just doesn't do this and that and that. It's to say, hey, look, I've really been noticing this and I'm getting frustrated. Um, I want to know, am I the only person who's seeing this? If you get that validation, it will help you assess the situation more accurately. You want to ascertain that. These are just not your feelings alone. So seek the advice of mentors, of, um, of trusted colleagues in the workplace, but do not do it in a way that is gossipy. Do it in a way that says, I want to address this because it's important to our culture. It's important to being a good teammate. And I want to be accountable to this team. So before I go talk to our boss, I just want to make sure that my assessment is accurate. I think that's a really important thing. If it starts to go to gossip, stop. There is no good that comes out of office gossip. And you should not seek counsel from others if you haven't talked to the person first, right? That is my rule of thumb. If you are going to talk about somebody else to seek counsel from others, never, ever, ever do it until you have talked to that person first. It is the fastest way to break down trust. It's not easy to do that, but it is the best way to just handle these situations on your own without creating a more toxic work environment, because you can contribute to that when you gossip. It's not easy. Use the radical candor model. If you don't know the radical candor model, um, when you are talking to somebody, read Kim Scott's book, Radical Candor. It will help you get better at having those kinds of tough conversations that, that you normally want to avoid. Okay. So the next step is to talk to your supervisor. So you've talked to the person, you're practicing being empathetic. You've validated your concerns with others. Now you need to address this with your boss. So you do not want to look petty in this, which you can, if you approach this the wrong way, you do not want to hurt your own reputation. So be very professional. Let them know that you've attempted to handle the matter on your own by talking to this person, and and no changes have been made. And here is how it's hurting the team and how it's hurting the company. So do not make the complaint about, I am really miserable with this person. Talk about it in the sense of the company's success, right? This is how this is hurting the company. This is how it's hurting the team. And I'd like to work with you on how to fix this. Um, so that's how I would approach it with your boss. If you go in and you say, you know, this person's making me mad, I'm doing all the work, you know, it's all falling on me, yada, 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 that will not do you well. Make it about how it's impacting the company. So those are the steps that I would recommend that you take. Um in my situation I did all of those things um I probably did gossip about the person uh which I don't feel great about And I now as I've matured as a leader, I've realized that that's just not a healthy thing to do. So I try really hard not to do that. Um, But I did eventually leave because the situation was never remedied. And instead of feeling frustrated, I decided to remove myself from the organization. Now, this was not a job. This was something else. It was something outside of work um, where We all had to contribute and it was easier for me to say, you know what, instead of feeling frustrated, I'm just going to step out of the situation. Um, And that made my life better. Uh, Obviously, you can't do that necessarily in your job. So let's say that you don't want to leave the organization um, that you want to stay, you want to work through this. What do you do? So first off, don't be lazy too. don't be goofy enough. Don't stop working hard just because another person does. Right. You are responsible for you. You are not responsible for other people. You're responsible for your success and your career. So make sure that you do not let that person's behavior influence you. You take care of your reputation and don't go into those same kinds of bad habits, right? Well, if that person can do that, then why can't I? That is not going to get you what you want in your career. So don't be influenced by those coworkers. Also, do not enable the same behavior. Um, in my experience uh, that, I, that I was sharing earlier, um, I decided, well, I've got to keep this thing moving forward. So I'm just going to do the work. And then I had this realization that this person is doing everything that they can to actually have someone else do their work. And once I had that realization, I realized I'm enabling this. And so I started saying, no, no, that's not my responsibility. I've got too much on my plate. That was what your commitment was. So I'm not doing it. And then that person is responsible for their own work. Um, If you try to cover for them, if you If you take responsibility for the mistakes that they make or for the lack of work that they do, then you are just enabling it to continue. So say, sorry, I'm slammed. I can't take that on. I don't have the bandwidth. You know, hey, the team is really going to be let down if this doesn't happen. You know, here was what your commitment was. That is how you hold the people accountable and you do not enable the situation to go on further. Try to maintain a healthy attitude. I know that this is hard because it is, can be very frustrating when a person isn't pulling their weight, but remember you are in charge of you. You're in charge of your attitude. You're in charge of your responses. So make sure that you do not let this person impact who you are and how you want to show up. So be respectable do a good job. Try to limit your interactions with that person and always be responsible for your own attitude. Don't go down that rabbit hole of frustration, of gossiping, of um, let it demoralize you. If you do, then if you, if you can't, if you can't, then that's where you need to have a different, um, assessment of, Hey, look, my boss isn't fixing this issue. This person is diminishing the quality of my life. You know, is this the right place for me? You know, do I want to consider another role within the company, um, another role within a a different team, right? You have to also take care of you. And if it is diminishing your attitude and you can't stay positive and find joy in your work, then that's really important. (laughs) And you need to make sure that you are in a role in a company that supports what you are looking for. And working with coworkers who support what you're looking for. So those are my tips on what to do. If you have a coworker who isn't pulling their own weight, it's not easy. I recognize it, but hopefully that helps a little bit. Okay. So with that, we are done with this episode. I hope you got lots of tips and takeaways from this. If you like this podcast, please like it, share it, write a review. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. I'm happy to reply. And, uh, if you have any topics that you want me to discuss on this show, whether it's in a main section or a question of the week, please reach out to me at Carrie at Carrie Siggins.com or DM me on LinkedIn. And I am happy to discuss anything that you, um, are struggling with or or dealing with and give you my two cents for what it's worth. All right. Thanks. We'll see you next week.